0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: I was thinking about the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks the other day. Actually, just just this Saturday. So, Sean Marks gets, like, a lot of flack, right, for being this mediocre or poor GM. Everybody says it. Oh, Sean Marks doesn't know what he's doing. Sean Marks can't build teams. But if you look at this that I'm about to tell you, there may be no better GM in the world than Sean Marks. I can hear you be like, Trista, what are you talking about? Their team has eroded. They have no picks. Find another GM in the league that has built three Eastern count Conference powerhouses, and had the team he took over build a fourth. Find that no one in the NBA has built more winning teams than Sean Marks. The only problem is they're not his—they're te- not his teams. <laughs> there are other teams that he's building. So in fact, the Brooklyn Nets are responsible for building. Right now, the top four rosters in the East that are not him. Let's break it down. At the top of the East, you have the Boston Celtics. Now, this is not Sean Marks, but it is the Nets. While this slightly predates Sean Marks' tenure with the Nets, he did not arrive until February 2016. The Nets famously trade Boston uh, for a couple of warm corpses and included the draft picks that turn into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for... You guessed it, Paul Pierce and Garnett. Well done, Brooklyn. You just gave two of the most prolific two-way wings for guys who did not contribute to you whatsoever. Next up, you have the Milwaukee Bucks, who have one of the best defenses in the NBA. The center of that defense is not Giannis. The center of that defense is actually Brooke Lopez. Yes, The same Brook Lopez who has scored 10,000 points for the Nets, which is the most in team history. He's one of the leaders right now for Defensive Player of the Year. He came over from the Nets to Milwaukee. Just to show how Sean Marks is a good dude, the Nets are actually paying Javon Carter $4 million this year to play for the Bucs. Carter has started... 33 games this year, and is averaging a career-high 8-3-2 and two, with a steal per game and a plus-minus of plus 78. Brooke Lopez was traded to the Lakers and then signed with Milwaukee in 2018. Third is the most interesting one, I think, is the Sixers. So we know that Sean Marks traded James Harden, but he's also kind enough at that same time to take on the worst contract in the entire NBA in Ben Simmons. So you give this team James Harden and take back Ben Simmons? Ben right now is probably a negative asset. You're probably going to have to give up two first-round picks to get him off your hands. And, yes, the Sixers, like you you may know, gave up two first-rounders to Brooklyn, but not every first-rounder is equal, folks. This included the 2022 unprotected first-rounder, which was deferred to 2023, which will end up probably being between 25 and 30, and then also a 2027 first-round protected, which is top eight. That's garbage. So you give up James Harden, and now the Sixers looking like one of the most potent Eastern Conference teams in the league. The two-man game between Joel Embiid and James Harden is looking very, very good. And why did you do that deal? I don't know why he did that deal. Do you know why? Does it make sense to anyone? I don't know. Next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have some of the best defense in the league as well. And you traded Jared Allen for no reason to get James Harden, who turned into two random first-round picks, and Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, you traded Torian Prince as well away. Torian Prince turned into Ricky Rubio. The Cavs also used the 2018 draft pick From the Nets to get Colin Sexton Who they eventually use checks notes As a major piece for Donovan Mitchell So Ricky Rubio Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen All because of Sean Marks And the Nets so we're talking Jared Allen Ricky Rubio Colin Sexton Donovan Mitchell Brooke Lopez James Harden Taking on Ben Simmons And Javon Carter All because of Sean Marks. That is, that's impressive. That's impressive, no? Nobody is more friendly to the competition than our Kiwi, Sean Marks. He even traded Spencer Dinwiddie to the Wizards for no reason in a five-player trade with the Russell Westbrook. Just because, just because he was a mensch. Only to trade back for him a year and change later. Same amount of money. The draft capital, if you look at this team, is very wonky. I think they're going to need to make some moves. They have three first-rounders this year. They have their own, Phoenixes and the Sixers, but none of those are likely to drop into the top five, and that's where franchise-altering players are, unless you're Denver and you can find Jokic in the 44th pick. They have one first-rounder, Phoenix, which is likely in the 20s, between 2024 and 2026. They're probably going to have to attach to some of their later futures just to get out from under Ben Simmons' contract. And the bigger problem... They don't have any of their own first rounders, because they traded them all to get James Harden. So Houston has all their own first their first rounders, and they're probably going to be a lottery team before long. I don't know what's going on. You have Sean Marks, Josiah. They're swinging for the fences. They miss. They get Kyrie and KD. They miss on them. They lose. They get very little back for them. Now you're stuck till waiting till 2027 when you have two first rounds picks that's four years four years from now to start building through the draft that's three whole years away mikhail bridges at this point is going to be an unrestricted free agent i don't think that people realize how screwed brooklyn is unless this team somehow becomes really really good at least in the short term they're gonna have to hit home runs in their first three first rounders this year or bundle them and move up to the draft to get like a top 10 top 5 to figure out a way to get Brandon Miller or the Tom- someone of the Thompson twins or something, no one has more writing on this draft than Sean Marks does. You either pull a rabbit out of the hat, or you have to trade Mikel Bridges. That's that. That's it. Those are the only two options you have. You have one year, two years to save your job. But if Joe Sy cuts ties with him, there's probably a lot of GMs out there that owe him a favor, so he won't be unemployed for long. That's what we can say. Let's let's face it. Not easy to believe in this Knicks team. Everybody was ready, me even me, including to think that Tom Thibodeau was going to get the boot this year. A lot of people slept on Jalen Brunson. Not me. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's probably top five point guard in the league for me right now. Plays with such a chip on his shoulder. But <clears throat> the Knicks culture is different right now. They are on their longest winning streak in two years but they are beating really, really good teams along the way. They beat Boston last night without Jalen Brunson. Yes, there was no Malcolm Brogdon. Yes, there was no Rob Williams, but I don't care. You have Tatum, you have Brown. You should be able to beat these Knicks teams with this Knicks, Knicks team without Jalen Brunson. You should. They took Boston's best shot, repeatedly get off the mat, taking them down in double OT. And I think that was a signature win. I said to myself, wow, this is when I'm in on the Knicks. You did it without Brunson. You did it with Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly getting 39 points. He played every single minute in that second half. And it feels different. It feels different to me. Because two years ago, it came out of nowhere. Everybody's like, the Knicks are back. But October 20th, 2021, the Knicks beat the Celtics at home. 138-134. That was the bing-bong. Bing-bong. That was then. That's when the bing-bong got created. Jalen Brown had 46. Evan Fournier had four threes in overtime. The Knicks went five one. Everybody was Bing Bong, Bing Bong, and then they went six over six and sixteen over the next month. That win was the beginning of a season against a Boston team that was still not a Boston team that we know. Catching them out of nowhere. This is Boston, number two seed, coming off of the finals, and yes, under undermanned but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in their, in their zone. Nothing like that one. Nothing like that win. The Knicks have wins during this streak, the last month. Two times over the Celtics, two times over the Heat. The Nets, the Hawks, the Wizards, all teams, 10th place or higher. They're not feasting on teams like the Houston Rockets and the Spurs. They beat the Sixers as well. All playoff teams, except for the Wizards. They're doing it on the road. They are 20-12 and 12 away from MSG this year. That is second in the NBA. But really, since the deadline is when things change for me, Josh Hart has been incredible. In the Celtics game, he was, he was hounding Jalen Brown. He was hounding Jason Tatum. He was just like a fly on raw meat out there. It was impossible for them to get any shot up. And Tibbs loves Josh Hart. I love Josh Hart. Most importantly, Jalen Brunson loves Josh Hart. And they get him for getting rid of Cam Reddish and a first-round pick for this year. They're 9-0 since Josh Hart got to New York. They are undefeated. They have won 11 out of 12 games. He is plus 120, Josh Hart, in those games. On average, of 13 per game. 11, 6, and 3 with a steal per game. And he's shooting 59% from 3, Josh Hart. Kind of what I wanted to see from him in Portland, but we'll just move on from there. We got some glimpses. He was a little bit tentative. That's what happens when you have Dame Willard on your team. You, you allow him to hit the sh- those shots. He averaged 16, 10, and 2 in his last week with Portland. So, I mean, maybe he was finally healthy, I guess. Why does this work, though? To me, the reason this is different and the reason that Josh Hart is so good is he's really an extension of Jalen Brunson on this team. You have Villanova DNA. It frees Jalen Brunson up even more. With Hart in the lineup, Brunson's numbers are up 10% and his minutes are down 10%. He's averaging 28, 4, and 6, and he was averaging 26, 3, and 5 before. So he's playing less, scoring more, direct result of having a guy who's defensively really going to be there to protect you. The primary defender on the other team's best scorer, which frees you up energetically, he gets out into transition. He He can play point guard if he needs to, which is what he did last night. He had the ball in his hands a ton when Emmanuel Quickly didn't have the ball in his hands. He doesn't turn the ball over. And more importantly, he ensures when Brunson is not in the lineup that the intensity stays high. Yes, was it ugly against the Celtics last night, with no Brunson, hell yeah. It was very, very similar to Julius Randle just dribble, 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 shooting step-back threes. But the biggest change for me, the Knicks are different because they're having fun. The enduring image is Brunson putting his fist out during the timeout to dap up Tibbs, and Tibbs fist-bumping him. Jalen Brunson is having a good time. Emmanuel Quickly is having a good time. And you know what? They are all close, according to insiders. People are saying Julius Randle's body language is better. He is balling out. In his last 25 games, Julius Randle averaging 28, 10, and 5, including 38% from three, all the while having fun. R.J. Barrett says they're having fun. And the young players like Quickly, Grimes, Obi Toppin, Jericho Sims, Deuce McBride, all don't care how many minutes they're having. And they all have an impact. When you consider the fact that they're the average age of the team is like 24 years old. This team is going to be good for a long time. To the point where you could say, well, I understand maybe why Leon Rose didn't want to trade for Donovan Mitchell. They were going to have to give up too much to get him. Stefan Bund- Bondy of the Daily News summed up the difference between this year's Knicks team and this one that surprised everyone in 2021. He said, well, this year, They have the fifth best rated offense and have an identity around efficient scoring. Their seventh ranked net rating underscores a balance of both sides of the ball. For perspective, the the year that they came out of nowhere, they had the 22nd ranked offense and one of the slowest teams in the NBA, feasting on their defensive identity and a very old Derrick Rose. So, yeah, it's the offense that comes during playoff time. It's half-court offense that you can rely on during In playoffs, You've got to thank Brunson for that. You're going to thank Emmanuel Quickly for that. And to a degree, Julius Randle has a third option as well. There is a reason. New York media is saying that this is the most fun Knicks team since the 1990s. And with their record on the road, there is no Eastern Conference team that wants to see them in the first round, especially the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.